Welcome to New Life. We are so glad that you could join us today. New Life's located at 1021 South Center Street and in Wapiton, North Dakota. And we are glad that you can be part of our service today. So um, let's praise the Lord together as we go to look at the Word. But before we do, here's this. Praise the Lord. As we start this Advent season, we are starting a new series. And the series is entitled, The Gifts That Jesus Brought to Us. The Gifts That Jesus Brought to Us. You know what I forgot to do? I forgot to light a candle today. I got to go over and do that. And so, um, Advent starting, I know I'm now off camera and that's not my problem. Isn't that cool? Wow! We like to celebrate Advent here. We don't have to. We do because we enjoy it. But during this season, we are talking about the gift that brought Jesus to us. And we're going to look at four things throughout these next several Sundays, starting today. Joy, hope, love, and peace joy, hope, love, and peace. And today we're going to start with the first one, because Jesus brought joy. Jesus brought joy. Jesus said, these things I have spoken. Come on. John 15, 10 and 11 says, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. You know what? Some of you don't have joy today because you're looking at all the wrong things. Come on. Instead of enjoying life, you're looking at all the what-ifs. The what-ifs. What if this person didn't die when I was only nine years old? Come on. What if I had a million dollars in the bank? You know, money does not buy happiness or joy. Only Jesus can give it to you. Stop focusing your, your energy in the wrong places. Focus your energy on Jesus. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you and we praise you for your joy that you have brought to us because you came and you went to the cross for us so that we can experience your joy. You gave us your word so we can experience your joy. 
And we thank you, Lord, that your joy goes beyond all of our circumstances. We praise you in Jesus' name. And I thank you for your anointing to preach this word today. In Jesus' name, amen. We see here the secret for having joy in your life. Jesus said, these things I have spoken to you that my joy remain in you and that your joy may be full. What is the secret here? If you keep my commandments and you abide in my love. Hello? Am I getting through? Are you getting it? How do you have joy in the, of the Lord in your life? The joy of the Lord is my strength, the Bible tells us. But how do you have that joy? If you keep my commandments and you abide in my love. Hmm. But so many of us think we can skirt around them. This is everything that Jesus spoke is his commandments. <laughs> Let, let me help you out here. I, I, I did some further studying this morning. What is the sources of our joy? I decided I, I, I needed to go more in depth. So I went back into my study at home and I, I grabbed some of my books off the shelf. And I decided I'm going to look up to see what the... It says here about joy. What is the sources? And I discovered there's some sources to our joy that we forget. Because we forget them because I can tell some of us don't always have the joy of the Lord in our lives. Hmm. Sources of our joy is faith and hope. It does not say that the source of our joy is our feel-good feelings. It does not talk about our happiness. Oh, uh, I'm not worried about my kid going to hell. I just want them to be happy. Um, you know, a little discomfort here on earth is not a bad thing if we're going to wind up in heaven. Hello? Come on. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, Jesus says elsewhere. John says, if you love him, you will keep his commandments. It's over and over and over again. Why do we excuse things? Just because we want our kids to be happy. All right, they might be happy for a short time here on earth, but then they're going to spend eternity in hell. That's not loving them. That's not being there for them. That, that, you know what? We should be wanting to make... You see, only Jesus can give us joy, and joy goes beyond happiness. Joy will get us through some tough things. So, so what's the source of our joy? Faith and hope. Where do I put my faith? In Jesus. Where do I, where, where's my hope? In Jesus. Hope that heaven will be my home. Hope that he's going to get me through this trial. Hope that he's going to get me through this circumstance. 
Hope that he's going to help me with, with what I'm going through. Hope that he's going to, going to straighten out my stepdad. Hope that he's going to help me in this situation of aggravation. Come on. Because I have faith in him that he will keep his word to me. And that causes us to have joy. When we understand that God himself is the ground and object of the believer's joy. You get that? Your joy is only found in God himself. No wonder when Peter and John were beaten up, dragged before the Sanhedrin, and then beaten up and released. Don't you talk about Jesus no more. And Peter says, sorry guys, uh, we can't help it. We're always going to talk about Jesus. Hey, I know, beat them up and then they won't do it. We'll, we'll teach them. And so they get beaten and released. And they are leaving the temple, walking down those stairs. And the Bible says they went joyfully back to the church. Enjoy. Why? Because they were able to be found worthy. Hello? They, were, they had joy because they were found worthy to be beaten for Jesus. Another weird thing that we see in Scripture. Jesus counted it all joy when he died on the cross for us. Why? Because he knew the results of what was going to be on the other side. Get your eyes off your circumstances. Get your eyes on the one who can deliver you from your circumstances. But I wanted the Lord to heal me a long time ago. You will be healed one day. It might not be here on this side of the veil, but you will be healed one day. You can count on it. Put your faith in your source. Put your hope in your source. He will touch you. So it's abiding in Jesus' love that gives you joy. Once again, how do you abide in His love? By keeping His commandments. By understanding this, you know now why the... Hmm. By understanding what we're talking about, you know now why there's so many miserable people out there. Come on. There's so many miserable people out there because they don't have their hope and faith in Jesus. How can we help them not to be miserable? Help them find hope and faith in Jesus. If they are saved already, remind them where their hope and faith is and where their joy comes from. If they're not saved, help them find Jesus. And you can help people be less miserable in this world. Because we know a lot of them, don't we? And then John, the next, you just turn over a couple of chapters to John 17 and verse 13. Jesus spends the whole chapter praying for us. 
Well, let me put it this way. This is a small portion that we're going to look at the prayer Jesus prayed before his arrest in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he, there's three parts to his prayer. First, he prays for himself. Then he prays for his disciples. And then he prays for all of us believers. Okay? Because he knows what's coming. But here's the whole point behind his prayer. We'll look at that one verse. Verse 13. The whole reason why those three parts that he prays. Let's see why he does, he does it. But now, I come to you. He's talking to the Heavenly Father. He's talking to his Heavenly Father because he's in prayer. But now I come to you, pops. Come on. And these things I speak in the world that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. Jesus desires for you to have his joy fulfilled in your life. Again, we have to figure out what's the source of our joy. Jesus. Our faith and hope is put in him. Keeping his commandments and abiding in his love. <laughs> it's easy to grumble. <laughs> really easy. It's easy to grumble about each other. Especially Carol. That woke her up. <laughs> but you know what stops the grumbling? But boy, you can't help but love her. That stops the grumbling. Right? Carol knows that. She learned all about it when we studied about being peacekeepers, peacemakers. Can't we stop grumbling about Carol when we finally say, but you can't help but love her. <laughs> and then you forget about why you were complaining and grumbling about Corey in the first place. I mean Carol in the first place. <laughs> right? I'm not, uh, and by the way, if you're watching, um, I'm not picking on them because they know that they're loved. The one I need to pick on is Hal, but I won't do that right now. <laughs> but I want you to notice what Jesus says here, but now I come to you. He knows his time is up. It's time to go to the cross. To do the job he came to do. He knows he will rise from the tomb. He knows he will be ascending back to his heavenly father. But first he must pay the price of our ransom so that we can be saved. And so he prays for us. He prays for himself and his disciples and then he prays for us. See Carol, he already prayed for you. How can we not have joy in our life when we realize he prayed for us? 
wait a second, you're making me focus on my source of my joy. Why are you doing that to me, preacher? Because I want your joy to be full. I don't want you to be a gloomy Gustus and a Scrooge this Christmas. I want people to see the authentic joy in your life during this time when it's easy to tell people about Jesus. We say, go tell it on the mountain. This is the time they allow you to do it. This and Easter, everybody wants to know the real reason for the season. It's not the winter solstice, though. <laughs> it's not Christmas cookies. It's not lights on the tree. As the Grinch found, take away all the presents and the lights and the tree and the ornaments and all those things, and even the Christmas roast beast, and they still will celebrate Jesus. It doesn't come with packages. It doesn't come with ribbon. It doesn't come with all these things. It came because of Jesus. And what did the people from Whoville do on that little speck of dust? Remember, we first get introduced to the people of Whoville by Horton, who heard him first. Oh, what do they do? They stand in the village square holding hands, singing their version of a Christmas carol, which I never remember all the words because it's whatever they're singing about. And they're singing, and all of a sudden the light of their world shines in the midst of them. And because of it all, the Grinch's heart grows three times that day when he realized the real meaning to Christmas. And we could help some people who really need to have their hearts to grow because it'll allow you to talk to them about Jesus. This is the time they'll allow you to do it. The rest of the time they'll try to cancel you, but this is the time you can do it. You get permission. So go tell it on the mountain. Go tell it in the streets. Speak Jesus over them. I know we didn't sing that song today, but it should be real now in our lives. He prays this, as Jesus says, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. And this was only accomplished because of what Jesus, because of Jesus' work on the cross. Wow, wait a second. Because of Jesus dying on the cross, his joy may be fulfilled in my life. My word, doesn't that make you joyful? That Jesus was willing to give up his life so that we could have joy and, and he and he knew that he was going to stay dead yeah. he knew 
he was going to rise again because he told us in, in John chapter 10 when he was talking about the being the good shepherd, why does my father love me? Because I lay down my life for the sheep and then I take it up again. And he was already telling us, I might be dying, but I'm coming back. He already told us, destroy this temple and in three days I will rise it up again. But first, he had to suffer the cross, which is the most horrible torture humankind ever came, came up with to kill someone. People still love that movie, Spartacus. You know, the one with Kirk Douglas, played Spartacus. He, he's a slave in the Roman world, and he gets all the slaves to rise up with him, and they go and battle against the Romans for their freedom. And at the end of the movie, they're defeated by the Romans, finally. And they say, where's Spartacus? And all these people start standing up and saying, I am Spartacus, and I am Spartacus, and I am Spartacus. And everybody who stood up to say, finally Spartacus says, here I am, and steps out of the crowd. But the Romans were cruel. They didn't just crucify Spartacus. They crucified everybody who said, I am Spartacus. And the roads were, lit were littered with crosses with these people hanging on it, and it took them days to die. But Spartacus couldn't save them. Spartacus couldn't set him free. But then, on the back side of the empire, and for the Romans to say Judea was their backside was more of a joke because it was the crossroads of the world. A baby was born in Bethlehem. Grew up. And 30 years of age, he started to preach and heal and cast demons out and feed the people. And what did they do for all that love he showed them? He kept them being moved with compassion. They took him and they said, what should we, Pilate said, what shall I do with him? And the people shout, crucify him! course we know that it was nine o'clock in the morning and the only ones that were there was the town rabble because the, the people the people that were decent folks were heading to work they had a full night these folks hadn't even gone home from the bar yet they got them all stirred up they said crucified him but you know it was the sinner that jesus came to die for so it was kind of appropriate because it was our sin that hung him on the cross, yours and mine. And they, for every one of our sins, they nailed him to those wooden beams and they raised him from the earth. And this is the hard part. He held himself there because he could have called 10,000 angels and they would have came to the rescue and said, don't you touch our God. But the Bible says he holds all things in his hands and he holds it all together. He created it all. And so he held himself there 
And when the right time came, he said, into, my, into your hands, Father, I commend my spirit. And he let up the ghost. He let the spirit, his spirit go from his human body, and he died. But that was not the end of the story, was it? Three days later, he rose, just like he said, in, with a shout of victory. He defeated what? Death. He defeated sin. He defeated the grave. And we are promised that. Why do you think we have such great hope that gives us joy? Because Jesus defeated the things that we were once afraid of. Working at St. Francis taught me one thing. Those who had Jesus never feared death. Their family might have shed tears, but they were more tears of joy than tears of loss. But those who had family members that weren't saved, they knew they weren't going to heaven. Oh, the wailing, they would cry. When Judy's mom passed away, it was sad for all of us because we all love Grandma. But they were more tears of joy because we knew she was far more happy where she was or is right now than being in the nursing home. Far more happy being with Jesus, seeing all of her loved ones than being here with us. And you know what? As much as we love her, we wouldn't want it any other way for her even though we miss her. Because one day we know we're going to join her. Why? Be and that gives us joy. Why? Because we know our source of our joy. It's our faith and our hope. Our faith in Jesus and the hope that one day we will join that reunion in heaven. Oh, hallelujah. One day we're heading north to heaven. North? Well, the Bible says that heaven is north from the earth. I don't know how you get north from the earth, but that's what it says. Much better than going to the alternative. <laughs> so let us look to Jesus. Ephesians, I mean, Hebrews 12, 2. <laughs> Ephesians, what does it say over there? No, um, there's no Ephesians chapter 12. <laughs> Hebrews 12.2 says, Looking unto Jesus... Oh, you should see the, the wonderful graphics that they get on TV, on Facebook and YouTube. Oh, they're really pretty, aren't they? I did that for, I did that for you guys at home. Here at church, they get plain old, plain old stuff that they can read on the screen. I keep trying to tell you folks who watch us that we love you and we're praying for you and that we need your prayers. And we want you to come and join us. I know there's a couple of you up in Canada that's kind of hard to do every week, but we'd love to have you the ones of you who watch us every week in and week out, day after day, who live in the Wapiton and Breckenridge area to come and join us. You will be so blessed. But let us, Hebrews 12, 2, say, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy 
that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For those who've been under, sitting under my preaching for all years, you've heard me quote this before over and over and over again because I want you to get it. That joy that Jesus had had come at a price. Endure, the price enduring the suffering of the cross. Yet he despised the shame thereof because he knew the reward of his suffering would be your salvation. My word, they always show him um, on the cross the, paint, the, the famous painters paint these beautiful pictures of Jesus on the cross, but they, they make a mistake. It was shameful to be hung on a cross. Why? Because they stripped you of all your clothes. They always show Jesus wearing a loincloth. Why? Because they loved, the, the painters loved Jesus so much they didn't want to shame him. But when Jesus died on that cross, what he came into the world was what he left the world. Not a stitch of clothes. They gambled over his clothing to see who was going to get it. The Bible says that when Mary made his robe, it, she did such an awesome job, there was no seams in it. She was that good of a seamstress. They didn't want to cut it up. They marveled at the cost, his costly robe, and yet it was a gift. Jesus saw the cross as victory, and he faced it with joy. You see, persecution, if you got the source in front of you, your faith and your hope, even persecution will bring you joy. Jesus saw the cross as victory and he faced it with joy. He did, he did bring victory because Jesus won the war right there at the cross. In that one act, he defeated sin, he defeated death, and he defeated the grave. More than that, he made it possible for you to be saved. Therefore, therefore, we need to look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. When we put our faith in Jesus, we can live in the joy that only Jesus can give. Come on. Come on. Isn't that the truth? Should have just did what Perry Stone does. You can clap now. Shouldn't we be cheering him for what he's done for us? I don't, I don't need your applause. I don't need your acclaim. I want you to see Jesus. 
I want you to put your faith and hope in your source so that you can have joy. I want you to be able to abide in His love and keep His commandments and stop your ever-loving worrying about this old world. Stop being fearful. Because my Bible says, and I think you're going to find it in your Bible, perfect love casts out fear. And if you've got Jesus as your source, you can live in joy and peace and hope and love. So today we talked about Jesus brought us joy. Next Sunday we're going to talk about how Jesus brings us hope. Before we're done, we're going to talk about the other two gifts as well, love and peace. He did this for you and me. He paid the price so we can have it. So that we can say, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Let us pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you for Jesus. You loved us so much and you demonstrated us your love for us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us because you loved us. You love us, Lord. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And Lord, because we have this joy, because we have this faith, because we have this hope in you, oh, hallelujah, we're going to go and shout it from the mountaintops and the rooftops that Jesus Christ is Lord. We're going to share our faith with others so they can stop being so miserable and hopeless and find the joy that comes with receiving you, Jesus. We love you and we praise you and we glorify your precious name. Amen. And if you're listening to me today and you haven't asked Jesus into your heart, you can do that today. Mm. all you have to do is pray this prayer it's not a magic prayer you're praying to the one who died for you all you have to do is say Lord Jesus come into my heart forgive me Lord <laughs> thank you Jesus for dying for me thank you Jesus that you rose from the dead. And Lord, I accept you into my life right now. Let me live in your peace. I have faith in you. And let me abide in your joy. Amen. Again, it's not a magical prayer. If you prayed that prayer, welcome to the family of God. It's believing in the one you just prayed 
I, I want you to do a couple things. I want you to go ahead and tell somebody what you did today because the devil don't like it. it. It causes him to run away from you. Get hold of a Bible. Start reading the book of John. And if you want, I got a movie I can send you about Jesus. I got um, a book to help get you started in living for Jesus. It's a really easy, short book. Not this long thing. It's not... It's all focused, Bible-based, because we believe all we need is the Bible, the Word of God. And so, do that. Or just, just push the love button on there, and we know that you got saved today on Facebook, if you're on Facebook, and whatever you have to do on YouTube. And then, one other thing I want you folks to watch every week. I, I, there's a reason for this, and I'm not going to go into it now because we're at the end of the program. But could you just go ahead and tell me where you're watching from? You could be up in some someplace Canada. They must have a town called someplace. You know, they got some <laughs> silly names up there. We love our Canadian friends. Um, just put down where you're watching from. And, and so that we can know um, because we want to pray for you, so we want to be just calling out, saying, Lord, be with all of our friends in Fergus Falls, be with our friends in Watertown, or wherever you're watching from. Just do that. Can you do that for us? Just where you're watching from. We, we would love to know, and uh, because we are praying for you, and we do that every day. And uh, But I will see you next time. See you for coffee break in the morning, and... Uh, May the Lord bless you and keep you in his care. I will see you next time.